On today's show, do you ever feel trapped by the decisions that you make in your business? Our guest Morgan loves to write, but early on she took on quite a few social media clients and those clients referred more clients and suddenly most of her client work is focused on social media marketing, not writing. So what do you do when your former choices have boxed you into a future you don't necessarily want? It's all on today's episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. Clay and I have both been there, barely making ends meet as a freelancer, knowing there has to be more. But since then, we've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. And now it's your turn. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. I'm not sure I would even be thinking about pushing this forward as much as I am if it weren't for YouTube. This has been really helpful and I, I think a good mindset shift for me. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of a freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. You can call in yourself by visiting freelance2founder.com. We can't wait to chat with you. We'll be back with today's caller after this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance 2 Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air today, as always, is my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. What's going on, man? <sighs> Big inhale. <laughs> I was like, and joining me, drum roll on the air. And then I hear this just prepping for the big moment. Clay Mosley. <laughs> uh, there's the intro. Every single episode Every going time. forward. Every one of them. Yeah, man. With How an applause. You? I'm doing well, man. Yeah. Doing well. I'll add a, I think I think we can add um what do you call them? Here, wait, let's see. 
Let's you see don't if even, this works. You don't even know. Yeah. Can you hear that? <laughs> Why don't can you, you hear just that or use can only re- I hear that? I can right. hear a little bit. You just use your real hands and clap for me. <laughs> okay, fine. There we go. <laughs> yep. Slow clap for Mosley. <laughs> there's the real intro. <laughs> There's the real All right, intro. before listeners leave, I'm going to introduce our guest for the day. We have uh, Morgan Messick joining us on the air as well. Hey, Morgan. Hey, it's great to be back. Yes, Morgan is a returning guest. We're trying to do a few more of these episodes where we have former guests of the show come on, you know, a year later maybe and tell us how their business is going. So we're excited to hear an update from you today, Morgan. Why don't you give the listeners, uh, if they maybe haven't had a chance to listen to your episode or they've forgotten a little bit about it, it's been over a year. Why don't you just remind us? where you were at when we first talked, what kind of services you were offering, if you were full-time, part-time, side hustle, just kind of paint a picture really, really quickly of what that was, and then tell us where you're at today. Yeah, so last year about this time when I was on the show, I was working as a freelance um, content marketer, so I was doing a lot of blog posts and website copywriting and a little bit of social media work here and there. Um, Very freelance, and every sense of the word, I was working 40-plus hours at my regular job and then also putting in 10 to 20 hours a week on the side. So it was definitely not a sustainable lifestyle, (laughs) but that's (laughs) where we were last year. So uh, fast forward to now, I left my day job in June. And since then, the business has kind of blown up, honestly. We onboarded, um, yeah, we went from, well, I say we, it's just been me for most of it, but um, (laughs) (laughs) went from two low ticket to retainer clients to now having 11 mid to high ticket clients with more in the pipeline. Okay, so, hang on, hang on. That deserves a <laughs> slow clap. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, our studio audience. Thank you. Yeah, I told you it's I could been get it really great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's been really great. A lot of um, referrals. I've been able to connect with a lot of local businesses as well as some online retailers and kind of uh, expanded outside of what I thought would be my long-term industry, which was pet care, into more healthcare and and other such things that are a little bit broader. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now. And um, today I just wanted to come on and talk. I feel that my business is at a little bit of a crossroads. I don't know whether to keep scaling it at this rate, I'm going to need help quickly, um, or to kind of stay small and focus on the things that I'm more Mm. passionate about. Yeah, really, really interesting question. And and we definitely want to spend the bulk of the time on that today. I, I would love for you quickly before we do that, Morgan, to maybe give some advice to anyone listening who's who's at the place you were at last year. And it's like, I you know, I'm not sure what this is gonna look like. Should I take it full time? Should I take the leap? You know, is this really sustainable? What what advice would you have for them? What would you tell what would you tell a year ago, Morgan, if you could go back? Yeah, I would say that, you know, there's always gonna be a hundred reasons not to do something. And even when you address the ones that are most pressing, a new set comes up. Um, so there may <laughs> not really be always a, a good time to do something, but if you're really passionate and you're willing to put in the work that it takes to achieve the dreams that you have, then it is possible. And um The other thing I would say is just really rely on your support network and the people who are there Mm. to support you and to lift you up and to refer you um, because that can be an invaluable thing. 
You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. So let's talk about where your business is headed then. You're facing this kind of question of, do I stay small? Do I hire? You You filled out our questionnaire again, which we don't always don't always make you do when you return, but I'm glad you did because it gives us an idea of, of what, you're, <laughs> what you're looking at. You're, you put that you're currently at a four. You'd like to be at a seven. Longtime listeners know that that's a scale on a scale of one being freelancer, 10 being founder, where your business is currently. Um, so you're at a four. So you're, you know, you're, and I would agree with that. Like you're, you're operating, you've got clients coming in on a regular basis. Um, the business is doing maybe better than you thought it could uh, when you, oh, sure. a year ago or, or six months ago when you took it full time or whatever it's been. Uh, mm-hmm. and now the question is, do you keep growing? Are you satisfied with where it's at? Right. So walk us through some of those questions some more. What have you been feeling? Yeah. So um, when I first started the business, it was really focused more so on content writing, which is something that I I am personally passionate about. Um, Mm. And since then, just because of the needs of people in my network and in my community, it's become very social media based. So now the business does a lot of social media management, um, ad management, social media marketing in different ways. And um, that's something that I personally just don't want to be doing forever. <laughs> you know, there's so nothing. Is it, is it you doing it all right now? I have um, one subcontractor that helps on a somewhat consistent basis. She helps with some of the graphic design for client accounts. 
Um, and she's recently, we've kind of been in talks about bringing her on as an account manager as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so, with but most still, of the- still, you're still involved with a lot of that stuff that maybe isn't as interesting for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so I think the question is, you know, I just, social media, working in social media is not a long-term goal of mine. So do I sort of cut that branch off at the head and and invest in other things? Or do I hire a team of people that are passionate about that to run it while I can focus my attention on, you know, running the business? Yeah. And are you, what's your, would you say, let's do like one to 10. You can tell me a big one to 10 guy, uh, one to 10, your passion level for, um, like writing and content creation versus your passion level for running a business. I think my passion for writing and content creation is probably a 10. It's what inspired this whole venture to begin with. And it's something that I still enjoy every aspect of. Um, As far as running a business, I I feel torn. I I guess I feel like I don't know how passionate I feel about that because it's something I've never thought about doing really before. Um, I wanted to grow, but I wasn't sure I wanted to be quite at this scale so soon. And uh, I think I have a lot of the qualities that could make me a good business owner and a good manager, but I'm just not sure that that's something that I want to do or that it's the best financial decision for my business. So I'm hearing like a two or a three or, I mean, I'm hearing a way down low number in terms of your passion for running a business. Or just uncertain even. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that, that goes a long way in answering at least beginning to answer your question. And that is, I, I think unless you're passionate about running a business, it's going to be hard to, to run a mm-hmm. business while other people execute the, the creative work. Mm. That makes sense. Clay, what are your thoughts, man? Um, I, okay. So I can tell you, I also agree with the whole social management uh, I did that with my agency, <laughs> my first agency, and I wasn't like super passionate about that. So I can totally relate to you about that. Um, I cannot relate to the writing though, cause I hate writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, how many people you got on your team now? Just one, me and, um, another girl who works about three hours a week. And how many, how many clients do you have that do the social stuff? Uh, nine. How, what percentage of your revenue is that? It's at least 60%. Um, we just added on another account this month, so it could even be closer to 70 at this point. Mm. It's a big, big portion of the income. Can I ask like, so, so you are not a hundred percent sure that you want to go and manage people. Right. Yeah. I'm just not sure if I want the responsibility. I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. you know, right now I'm still working as a sole proprietor. So I don't know if I want to take that next step into like registering as an LLC and and dealing with the taxes and all of that. Mm. I I don't know. Part of me just feels like it's maybe more headache than it's worth. But I also think that if I do grow that obviously I could bring in more money. So. Okay. Side note. Side note, just FYI, again, uh, so full disclaimer, not a lawyer, not an accountant, <laughs> but I would absolutely go register as an LLC, even if you are by yeah. yourself. 
You okay. are going to save a boatload of money on taxes. Okay. You're so paying you only have way to, you too only much have to be making you only have to be making around seventy thousand dollars a year top mm. line gross revenue in your business w- before you'll you'll save like ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year in taxes if you oh, wow. switch to an LLC. So like yes. services like Collective, um, I have used as a customer great product. They do it all for you. It's all like automatic. You just give them the details and then they do also your bookkeeping and taxes if you want them to. Um, so there's, there's, yeah, there's some ways to make, cause it is a pain to do in, you know, individually, but the, I mean, you know, we're talking 10 to 15 to $20,000 a year you're getting, you're losing. So yeah, just as a sole, sole proprietor, you're just, you're getting taxed at the max rate. Right. Like it's just by default. Like it's just, I don't know. Anyways, that's just a side note, just saying that. Um, all right, so you're not sure if you want to manage uh, people. So let's let's get deeper on that. What, why why do you why do you why are you not sure about um, wanting that responsibility? What scares you there? I think that I think that I would be unhappy if I wasn't able to be involved in the creative work at all. So I think if I were to scale the business and add a team that in my perfect division, I would have people managing the social media client portion of that Mm -hmm. business. And then I could still dedicate the time to the blog posts and the copywriting projects and other things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I don't know that that part scares me necessarily. It's just... I don't, I've Maybe. just had a lot of experiences with like really crappy bosses. And so I worry about yeah. being one for somebody else. And I'm not here to the, the responsibility yeah. of like making It's like not wanting to become somebody. your parents or something. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I don't know if I want to be responsible for making or breaking somebody's livelihood or yeah. know, happiness at work or whatever that may be. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, like, what's your end like goal? Like what, what is your mission? Well, I think um, when I started the business, my mission was to work from home full time so that my wife and I could focus on having a family. And now I've accomplished that goal. (laughs) I am Mm -hmm. home full time and and we can now focus on other things, which is great. So I guess I I don't know what the new goal for the business is um, other Mm -hmm. than just helping my clients achieve their goals. Mm. Okay. So is are you are you super driven by money um not or is it more time or what is it? i think i appreciate a good balance of both i understand the necessity of money and and how it can open doors but time's important to me too so a little bit of both okay how much of your revenue is writing um probably about 500 a month so let me see per year what what percentage of that well what percent it? what percentage is it would you say just a guess oh like a 15 or 20 percent okay is that just because like that's just not what the market has demanded of you like you or is it because you just like why do you think that you're getting so much social because it's well, all the I rest social just, like are you yeah, 75 to 80 percent yeah okay mm-hmm yeah, all the rest is social. And um, honestly, it kind of just became this snowball thing where I started putting my name out with friends and 
former colleagues and networking that way. And, you know, one person finds out that you're the social media person. So another person needs a social media person. And so mm. does their friend. That means So, you know, it kind of just, uh, do you feel like you've, do you feel like you've branded yourself as the social media person? I feel or like, that's, I, or that's the brand that you have become known for. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe the brand I've been assigned. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm -hmm. that's a really good way to put it yeah yeah so um i think that i could be bringing in more income with the writing but of course i just don't have the time right now to you know seek out new clients for that or to to actually create the content myself i'm just kind of maxed at this point Mm -hmm. could you like so question if you were to fire all not saying you do this but hypothetically if you fire all of your social clients and you kept all of your writing clients. I know the answer to this because you told us you, you get paid $500 a month. But maybe I don't know the answer. Um, could you still live and, and, and still have your goal of working from home and having a family? Uh, no. Okay. So, I, you know, neither way is a wrong way or a right way. You know, um, you could totally scale. You could totally not scale. Um, neither one of them is right or wrong. I think it all just depends on, does it align with your mission, both professionally and personally, right? So you have a, a personal mission of staying from staying, working at home, from home and be able to do like have a family, right? Right. Um, you've achieved that, but you also want to keep it. Right. You also want to keep it because I, I will tell you, it, not saying it can't be done, but it, it gets more difficult the more employees you have. Yeah. The more employees you have, the busier you will be. Mm. Um, and you could still also achieve and keep it do, going the other route too. It's just, it, it, you know, you have to go through a transition period, but. Um, I think it all just depends on what aligns with your mission, both personal and professionally. Um, I think with, with the professional mission, I think it's important for you to lock that in. Um, not that it can't be changed later, but I think it's important for you to establish what that is right now. Um, I think you had mentioned, you said like, it's to help your clients. I, I forgot what you said. What did you say? I just said that the business goal right now is just to help my clients achieve their goals. Um, and that is easier with, you know, a good amount of my social media clients are in the healthcare field. So doctor's offices and specialists and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I find it a lot easier to to make myself do the social media work yeah. for places like that because it's something I, I can find the passion in and I can find the purpose in. Um but then, you know, like commerce industries and stuff like that, it's it's kind of hard to find the fuel. Yeah, here's the here's the problem I have with that mission statement. I think it's too vague. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's your mission. I think it's their mission. Right. So it's when you say to help my clients achieve their goals, those goals can be completely different from one client to another to another. And so right. you're basically just like adapting yourself to to be whatever they whatever your clients want to be but like what is it that you want to do professionally 
right? So I think you just just get a little bit more specific. It could yeah. be help my clients achieve their goal by X, Y, Z, right? Gotcha. Um, and whatever that statement is, to me, that's the path you go down. Mm. You know? So like, for example, um, like for me, I could, my, my broad statement that I could say, my mission is I'm going to help my clients uh, grow their mm. businesses through marketing. That's pretty vague, right? And that, that, that could mean a lot of things. Um, my actual real mission statement is I help coaches, course, course creators, consultants, and service providers build out an automated marketing system that they can build and own themselves so they don't never have to hire a marketing agency ever again. Hmm. That's very, very specific. Yeah. And so everything that I do has to get me a step closer to that goal. So if I were to go and like, if a client needed help with SEO and I said, sure, I'll do the SEO, that does not align with my mission statement. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's it's like it's like you, um, you know, you're trying to go on a road trip somewhere, but like you don't have a destination, so you don't know which direction to go. Right, which is so, why I feel like I'm running around all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's why. Like you, you yeah. Got, how, how are you, how are you supposed to know if you're supposed to go north, south, east, or west when right. you don't know what, what the actual end goal is? Right. <laughs> right. Or how do you so know if you've I, arrived, right? How do you know if right, you've gotten yeah. there? Right. Because I think the other way to look at this too is like the real question you posed at the beginning was, should I keep growing or should I just, you know, stay small and, and just do the work myself? Well, I think to me that comes down to like, we've talked, we've talked about your business's vision and your business's goal, but it's like, what about you personally? And the, the thing that I keep, I have in my notes here and that keeps coming back to mind is like, a year from now, if someone asks you, what do you do for work? Because you always get asked that, right? Right. Would you would you feel like, you know, you've arrived if you could say, I'm an entrepreneur, I run a business, or I'm a writer, right? Um, and, and to me, that that dictates whatever that desire is, that dictates where you ought to go. And you mm. can certainly be both. Um but one has to one has to be sort of your identifier, right? right. Um, Clay and I love building businesses, right? And, and I think I could actually be happy building any any multiple kinds of different businesses. So I dare yeah. say Clay's the same um, because we just like running businesses, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or growing businesses or whatever. And of course, there's things we like that we're better at. Like I feel like we're both we're both marketers, communicators, um, salespeople. Right. And so we enjoy those kinds of things. But so you can still be a business owner and be a writer. Right. But but at the end of the day, I think you have to let one of those personas really rule your direction. And 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 so, you know, it's interesting. I I really I keep feeling like recommending this book, too, which is called uh, Company of One. And it's by Paul Jarvis, really brilliant writer smart guy. He's, he's built businesses. He's worked solo in businesses. He's, he's kind of run the gamut. And his, his book is about, um, the fact that it's okay not to grow like crazy. It's okay. Mm. Um, it's okay to just have a lifestyle just see, I even say just cause we just have this cultural thing, right? But it's okay to have a lifestyle business where it's you and maybe one or two other people. 
Um, and it's okay to not grow double digits every year or every month. That's okay. Right. And, and he kind of gives you permission to say like, well, why don't I build a business that, that makes me happy? And, and then once I've arrived there, I'll just be satisfied with that. And I'll just continue with that. And then of mm. course, you know, life may change. You may, your family may grow. You may need to move. You may have whatever. Um, and you might need more and then your business can grow more at that time to fit those needs. That's a true lifestyle business. And, and he, his whole thesis is that's okay. But I also mm. love in his book, he says um, something like, you know, this follow your passion advice that we hear so much right? Makes us all think that we are entitled then to become wealthy off of our passion. And it's just, that's just not the case. We're not entitled to that. Chris right. Gillibo, another one of my favorite authors, he, he says, even if you were the most passionate pizza eater in the world, no one's going to pay you to just sit and eat pizza all day, right? So you, you have to find the intersection of where will clients pay me, which you have identified, there's lots of clients willing to pay for social content, Right? right. And and then where's the overlap with what I enjoy doing, what I'm passionate about. And in that intersection is where a really successful lifestyle business can thrive. And then if you want to grow a bigger business, you kind of lean more on the side of what will clients pay for. And then if you want to continue in a lifestyle business, you continue to, to make your passion and your excitement part of the equation. Hmm. I don't know what's, What's uh, what's on your mind after Clay and I ramble for a minute there? Um, where where are we headed with this? What do you think, Morgan? Yeah, I I really like the way that you put that about you know the idea of having a lifestyle business, and I do think that that's kind of what I've been after from the start. Um, and you know, just in the last like six to twelve months, as the business has grown, the main goal was income, um, because I was just trying to get out of the nine to five and be independent and be home and yeah. all these different things. So for, a, for the longest time, the business was sustained on making money and efforts to make money and things like that. But now, um, it's making good money and, you know, our lifestyle is comfortable. And so I'm kind of have the freedom and the luxury, which I'm grateful for, to be able to have this conversation <laughs> about where to go next. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I just think I've, I don't know that I've ever run a business based on like the actual passion behind it itself. I think I've only mm. ever run it for means, you know, means to mm. an end. Mm -hmm. But the idea yeah, of having I'm a lifestyle business where you could kind of reach whatever that, that thing is that, makes me happy to wake up and do it every day um, and sustain yeah. that sounds appealing. You have, yeah. You, you say you have kids? Not yet, but Not we're yet. hoping to soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so one of the things, I, I don't know if this will help. Um, so my dad, uh, he, is a, he was a military career person. Very good. He achieved the highest ranking that he could get as an enlist as an enlisted person. Right, he was drafted for Vietnam, um, so he didn't he didn't go to college, so he he could not become an officer. So he was a mm -hmm. chief master sergeant, which, by the way, outranks some officers. Um, but that was the highest rank that he could possibly get as an enlisted person. Um, so he was pretty damn good at his career, right? Military, he did something right. Um, one of the things I do know is that that is not the career that my dad would have chosen 
he could have gotten out, you know, after he did his time with the military. He could have gotten out, but he chose. He he did choose. He did choose to stay in. But like, you know, it wasn't his passion. And so that that that, that reminds me. So like I have a two-year-old daughter. Uh, her name is Georgia. And one of the things that that I constantly tell myself is when I am gone, what what is it that Georgia will will say about people about about me? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I want her to be able to tell them anybody that I was super passionate about, you know, certain things, about a lot of things, right? About parent, about being a parent, being a dad, uh, about being a husband. Um, but also I want her to be able to say like, he also was passionate about his work, right? Mm-hmm. Like not only was he good at it, but he just loved it. Um, so I don't know. That's one of the things that like, I also can just, I just consistently in my head, am I, am I like, is this, am I proud to be able to do this in front of like, in front of my, my, uh, right now my one daughter, but I'll have, I'll have more, but my, in front of my kids, um, for their entire life. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's just like my way of thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like somebody can be pretty, pretty damn good at what they do, but are they proud of it? You know, are they proud? Like, is that, and they could still be proud, but like, is that what they actually would have chosen if, right? you know, you know, if they actually could go back in time? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like really, you know, the only things that I want out of the business is just for it to be sustainable, but also flexible. I don't want to ever have to make a decision between spending time with my family and my kids and going to sports games and whatever Mm. that may be um, because I have to, you know, have a meeting with this person or I have to discipline this person or I have to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. The more, the more people you hire on your team, the more of that you will get. Right. There is a moment. And I will tell you, this is, I, this, so this is, I grew an agency agency that got up to 22 or 23 employees it was really fun all the way up until we got 10 employees. Yeah. And then it wasn't. <laughs> um, and it became where I had to be in meeting after meeting after meeting, deal with this drama, deal with that drama. You know what right. I mean? Like you right. have more responsibility. And also, I, I'm like you. I still love to do some creative stuff, right? I'm a, I'm a web designer by trade. Um, I was forced out of it. <laughs> I mean, the last two and a half years I was in that agency, which by the way, it was for context. I only had it for four years before I sold it. Um, so the last two and a half years didn't design or build a, not a single website. Mm. Cause I had to run the company. Right. That yeah. Was you know, fine it's really interesting. Me. I've, I was going to say that, that was fine with me, but like, there is a part of me that just, I like to hold on to a little bit of that. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I've, so I haven't grown an agency with as many employees and part of that is intentional. I, I don't know if I would be able to, I've never tried because I, I, I already know I don't want to manage that many people. So I may be in a similar situation as you Morgan, but, um, when I took my business full time, the first like three or four years, we grew and grew and grew and grew in terms of revenue. And then we kind of hit this wall where we were like doing fine, but we couldn't, 
you know, you can only grow by like 60% to 100% every year for so long, right? And and right. um so we grew a ton in the beginning and then and then started to plateau and it was kind of frustrating me. So I thought, oh, maybe I need to hire more people and we need to, you know, come up with new revenue streams and that's all true, yes. Um but every time I consider one of those things, <clears throat> I think to myself like will this will this does this align with what I actually want this to be, what I actually started this for in the first place, right? <laughs> Which is, like you said, the whole reason I wanted to do this was so that I was home more, I had more flexibility, more free time. Um, and yes, I love money and I, I want to make more money. But at some point, I have enough, I have enough money. Um, you know, I'm not independently wealthy, right? But, but I, at some point, like the business is enough for right. me. And so I think you just have to decide how that fits in with your life. And and honestly, what was enough three or four years ago probably isn't enough today for me because now my kids are older and now we're thinking about getting ready for college. And it's like, okay, that's a whole different, you have to look ahead at those kind of things. Right. But, but I think, yeah, for me, it's, it's there's just so much more than profit. Um, yeah. You know what's so funny is is once you start thinking that, the money comes in. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm not (laughs) sure. Oh, okay. So like, here's an example of, of, uh, uh, you know, where, where I have my mission, right. And Mm -hmm. that can change by the way. So like I had a different mission when I had my agency and we grew that thing to again, 20 something employees. We were doing over seven figures a year in recurring revenue. Um, and I wanted to take over the world. Right. Um, And I was not, I, I did, I was not a, a dad. Right. Um, and so uh, my life, my, my view on, on, on life was much different. And then I sold it. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I don't want any of that. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, it's like, as soon as Georgia was born, I was like, I don't want any of that. I just right. want, I just want to uh, just be me, my wife, and maybe like one or two other people on a contract basis. And that's it. You know, I mm-hmm. wanted my freedom. That's what I wanted. I wanted all the time in the world to be able to, if I wanted to go take the day off to go spend with, with my daughter, like I want to be able to do that without having to worry about, okay, is my team like, like, do I have to deal with any, anything over there or whatever? Right. Um, and then what's funny is as soon as my mindset changed that, I made more, I make more money now than when I did at the agency and I have Hmm. zero employees right now. Hmm. Zero. It's been really interesting to watch your transformation, Clay, because when we started the podcast together, you didn't have kids. Um, I did. And now of course it's been fun to watch you have Georgia and, and, and watch as your priorities change a little bit and like a lot of it. a lot of it. And, and, uh, <laughs> and like, that's just how life's going to be. And you certainly, you don't need kids necessarily for that to happen. What I love about you, Morgan, is that you seem to have a lot of clarity around what you want. Um, not to say there couldn't be maybe more clarity to help you make this decision, but you, you know, you, you took your business full time for a reason you wanted right. something out of life that you weren't getting right. Mm-hmm. right. We're talking a lot, Morgan, what's, what's resonating with you? What, what questions are left unanswered? Where should we take it here in the last last few minutes we have remaining i think i think morgan knows the answer she just needs confirmation (laughs) (laughs) what's the what's the answer morgan (laughs) 
I don't, well, I say that I don't know. I know what I would like to be doing, um, but I guess I just worry that, you know, what I, what I want to be doing, just working independently and writing and, you know, doing, doing things that have more of a purpose behind them. I think I just worry that that's not going to be a sustainable type of business financially, or at least not, not enough. Um, I've kind of toyed around with the idea of just splitting the difference and going forward with a very small team of like three people and having them take the brunt of the social media work so that I can focus on those writing projects. Um, but Do I you need I three? What... Do you need three? I don't know. I think maybe me and two others would be comfortable. I, I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you want to, if you want to, like, transit, like, there's going to be a transition period. You can't just, like, fire all of your social clients, you know? Right. <laughs> um, like, what you're going to have to do is, is replace that revenue. Right. You can, you can, like, not take in any more social clients as you push the writing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. There's another option, too, that I want to share in just a minute, but I, I want to come back to this before I forget. So it's so interesting to me. We start, We started at the top of the call. You talked about quitting your job, taking your business full time. I said, if you could go back a year ago, right, what would you tell a year ago, Morgan? And you said something like, you know, there's always going to be a million reasons not to. There's going to be questions. But um, even if you proceed with it, there's going to be more questions. They just change, right? And 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 like, and I'm slaughtering what you said, but, but the, the point is, it's so interesting to me now you're at this crossroads and, and you're going like, oh, I just, I just don't know if it'll <laughs> yeah. be worth it. Right. I don't know if it'll work out. I don't know yeah, if it'll be sustainable. Right. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're having like all the same questions, right? Which is totally natural, totally normal. Everyone goes through those same things. I go through that myself. It's like, how many successful businesses do I have to start or run or sell before I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I can do right. this next thing that I feel like is a good idea. Right. Yeah. Um, I still think that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. We all do, right? There's this there's this natural inclination to be afraid of the unknown. It's it's a lot sure. easier, right? The the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Um Right. But I think if it sounds like it sounds like you don't love a lot like 80% of the work that you're doing. And so <laughs> yeah. to me that's not why you started this business. Um to me, if you want to hold on to those clients, I think there is maybe a third option, and that is it's it's very similar to what I've done with our the the media side of our business, our media company, so our podcasts, our blog, our YouTube channel, all that stuff. So we fund most of that through sponsors. And I love creating the content. I love being on the podcast. I love writing. I love because it's marketing, it's content, it's things that I I really enjoy and passionate about. Right. I love I love our sponsors, but I don't love the like task management, project management piece of getting all of the assets and making sure everything lines up and Right. All of that stuff. So I hire that out. I don't even touch that because I don't mm. like it. And because I don't like it, I know I'm not very good at it. Um, and and when I'm not good at it, that just reflects poorly on the business. The sponsors don't like that because I'm disorganized. I'm behind. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think there's a third option where you say, I'm going to get someone I really trust who's going to manage two or three subcontractors and they're just going to handle the social stuff. And I'll consult on anything writing related on social, you know, but I'm going to focus on like the writing side of the business, getting new clients, and they're going to handle that stuff yeah. over there. And we'll just see how it goes. 
right? And and it mm. could ultimately mean that you phase that out, or it could mean that that grows, but without your supervision, and and particularly without your direct like contribution to the work and the projects, mm-hmm. right? But it still kind of happens under your brand and stuff. And I, I think that could be really successful while you still get to do. So I still get to do the work that I want to do in my business, but I haven't given up that revenue stream of the sponsors because I just let someone else handle right. that piece of it. That is a viable right. option. That's what I did with my agency. Um, I, I will warn you, though, there's going to be a period where you are you are probably going to be in it more than you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Before you For can transition moment. out. Brief moment. Depending on that what could, you're doing now. Yeah. I mean, that could be like a six month window or whatever. Right. right. Um, and that's just going to be because you're having to train somebody like whoever this person is probably, probably going to be like on staff, I think. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do. I, I have know. a contractor that does it. Okay. Well, I mean, I have a contractor yeah, they could that both, it, both work, but it just depends. My, just depends. my, my point is, is that during that transition period, you're going to be, you're going to be in it more and you're going to be thinking, wow, did I make the right decision? And just know that if you do that, there is, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. I'm yeah. Cause, said- Cause I also did not like doing the social stuff and, and yeah. I found myself having to do like I was in the trenches, but then boom, one day, voila, if it was the same, it was the same, um, story as web design where, Oh, guess what? I no longer have to deal with the social media stuff, mm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, it, that's a total viable option. Just know that there's that short window. You have to be in the trenches even more. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. You're probably way more confused about which direction to go now. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Well, no, I, I, I think I feel like, you know, I came into this thinking that I just only had those two options of like growing up into an agency or staying small and doing my own thing. So I think, realizing that there are other other things in between that could potentially fit my business uniquely is an eye opener. Mm-hmm. Mm, good. Yeah. yeah, I think there's options and uh, and you know what you might try one of them and you might a year from now go oh, what was I thinking, right? But that's to me that's kind of the fun of entrepreneurship and I know you know you're less excited about running a business or whatever. To me I I love trying things and half the things maybe more of the things we try fail. But then it's so fun to like finally nail down, okay, this process is going to work and it's going to work really right. well and it's going to allow me to maintain my freedom while also generating revenue for the business um, or this new product or this new idea we had is going to work. It's going to do really well. It's just, that's just yeah. fun, I think. But mm. Well, Morgan, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for taking time to join us on the air. Uh, why don't you really quickly tell people where they can connect with you and find you if they want to uh, learn more about you? Yeah, uh, well, thanks for having me on. It's been great to be back and chat with you guys. And um, they can find me on Instagram at the Morgan Messick. And Messick is M-E-S-S-I-C-K. Perfect, Morgan. Thanks again. I've been Preston with Milo.co. And of course, the wonderful, the amazing, the incredible... Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Clay Mosley from GetDrivify.com. Clay, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Poglomerate. 
You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, The Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at freelancetofounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit freelancetofounder.com or search Freelance to Founder wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. We will see you guys on the next episode of Freelance to Founder. Founder.